You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. And so we're in Colossians, the teaching of Colossians. This was all God. We did not plan it this way at all, nor did I know the messages that would fit so timely here. And so um, I would love for you guys to get out your Bibles. Uh, There are Bibles um, in the back. Some are in the flap. Uh, Zeke or one of the greeters might have the Bibles down the aisle. Um, feel free to grab one or pull out your phone and get the app. But we are literally going to read through all of chapter 3. We're going to let the Word of God speak to us. And what I would love to do is to end today to where you have chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4 all in front of you. And then we respond to that through four different prayers at the end. And then we're going to come up and worship. But chapter one, for those of you who need a refresher, I think that's all of us, or for some of you, maybe you didn't catch one of the services. Chapter one in Colossians, and it should be up here, is all about, these are the key points. Paul prays that we would be filled with spiritual knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Who needs that in their life today? The key to all of Colossians is the supremacy of Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus, it's all for Jesus, and it's all from Jesus. Mic drop. That's it. Leave your denominational jackets at the front door. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. We may disagree on so many things in the Bible, but all that matters is Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is supreme. Jesus holds it all together. And he's coming back to restore everything to himself. Please don't be left behind. And then because we have spiritual knowledge and wisdom and understanding and we have the supremacy of the Lord Jesus Christ, we make him known as living billboards. Connie, who just got baptized, that mailer that you have is a reminder to you that you are to be a postcard and a mailer to the people in your community. They may reject it and avoid it for years like you did, but they will come to it. They will come to it. We are billboards of the living Jesus. Chapter two is all about not being deceived by well-crafted arguments. And if you've turned on your TV or looked at social media, it's all over. All different kinds of religious spirits and lies from the enemy. Redefining the Lord's design telling you that your identity is hidden in something other than the creator. And you have to guard your life from the lies and the false teachings of the world. You have to. And the only way to do that 
is to know God's word through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within you. Are you in it? Are you letting it dwell within you? And that's a, a plug for one of our points today. We also looked at chapter 2 where Paul says to let your roots go down deep in God. If your roots aren't strong and healthy and go down deep, when storms come, and they will come if they haven't come already, will knock you down and toss you to and fro. But man, when your roots are healthy and go down deep and are saturated in the word of God and his presence and the Holy Spirit nurturing you, no longer do you look at the storms from the enemy. You now say, I am the storm. Because the one who controls the storms and brings peace and calm lives inside of you. That's the confidence he wants to give you. And number three, you will yield more and more to the fullness of Christ. The biggest slap in the face that we can give to Heavenly Father is to receive a gift and never allow it to be opened in our lives. Never let it produce fruit. It's what 1 Peter says. They have the form of godliness but deny its power. Don't be that. But live with deep roots connected and abiding in Jesus Christ and you will bear much fruit for apart from him you can do. And lastly, you will be victorious over evil desires. We all have tendencies and temptations and we all have baggages, bruises and bumps. And we all have different weak areas in our fleshly armor that the enemy tries to, to, to put a wedge within us to keep us from running the race with full endurance. And Romans, or excuse me, Hebrews 12 tells us to run that race by fixing our eyes on Jesus and not let the sin that so easily entangles us rule our lives. And this is what Paul is talking about in chapter two is that when Christ and the power that rose him from the dead lives inside of you and you continue to give him permission to move, you will be victorious over every evil desire. And you have to, just like baptism symbolizes so beautifully, you have to take off your fleshly armor built on your own inadequacies and your insecurities and your strength and your skills and your strengths. And you must put on the whole armor of God if you want to really be victorious over the attacks of the enemy. And so as we enter into chapter three, and we're only gonna read several verses of four, and this is why. It's not that it's not important, but verses seven through 18 is literally almost like a personal connection and blessing to those who Paul and Timothy were so close with. And so for, the, for, for our, our sake of time today, you can read that on your own. And so what I wanna do, something very different the normal. We usually read and then I teach the points to you. I want to give you the points. I want you to see them so that when we read them, they come alive and you see them. And you're not surprised when the point comes after we read. So take a look at them. 
Paul's going to cover four main key principles for Christian living. Number one is you have to have a heavenly focus. Where your eyes are determine where your steps go. Where your eyes are focused and where your thoughts are grounded will determine the path you take. And the path that you take will determine your behavior and your identity and your belief system. Which then determines how you live your life. And how you live your life will be judged by the Lord Jesus Christ when you stand before him in glory, before his judgment seat. I'm not talking about the salvation judgment. That's coming. But I'm talking about the judgment for everyone who receives the risen Savior Jesus. You will stand before him to give an account on how you build your life. What you are focused on and how you live your life. Will your sins be forgiven? Absolutely. But the things that count, the things that are of heavenly focus will be the things that you are completely blessed and rewarded by the Father to you. A transformed life. When you're focused on the things of heaven, it will transform your life. Number three. Living in this physical body, yet in this spiritual battle that we face. The only hope we have to becoming victorious over this life, and like the worship song we sang, hell in the grave, is that God richly dwells in you. God does not dwell in buildings of drywall and mortar. He used to. He dwells in his people. And number four is a life devoted to prayer. And I'll say this. If this doesn't sting, it should. There's so many quotes out there about prayer. But I think if you just looked at your life, and if your spiritual life and the legacy that you're living just simply reflected your life of prayer, what would that life look like? This is our anchor. And we're going to get into that. And so take, take a look, a heavenly focus, a transformed life, God's life dwelling in us, and a life devoted to prayer. Colossians 3, verse 1. Since then. Since then what? Since what? 
Well, since you have spiritual knowledge and understanding and since the supremacy of the Lord Jesus Christ lives and reigns within you and you are making Christ known and you are not deceived by well-crafted arguments and your life is producing roots that go deep down into the knowledge and the fullness and the relationship of Christ and you are yielding more and more to the standard which is the full maturity, the fullness of Jesus Christ and you are yielding to him and you are victorious over evil desires since then. Now you will have, or excuse me, you have been raised with Christ. And because you've been raised with Jesus, you must set your eyes and set your hearts on the things above. That's your focus. Where Christ is seated. This is talking about an eternal perspective. Our eyes can't physically see it. But our spiritual eyes can absorb it and be transformed. Jesus says the eye is the gate to the body. The spiritual eye is also the gate to your spirit. He says, set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things, for you died. You died. It's just a symbolism of what happened spiritually. You died, and your life is now hidden with Christ Jesus. When Christ, who is your life, appears, and that's a promise. That's not an if. It's a when. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death. Say put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, and this is just some of them. You can find them in the other letters, but this is what belongs to to your earthly nature that is dead because of sin. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. What is idolatry? It's making something God and putting that as God in your life. Want to read more about that? Look at Romans 1. Because of these sins, the wrath of God is coming. And friends, it is coming. We're feeling it, and it's going to increase more and more. But we are not to be afraid because the life of Christ lives in us. You used to walk. You used to walk. You used to. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now, say but now as loud as you can. But now. Woo. My favorite word in the Bible is but. Just saying. But now, you must also rid yourself of such things as these anger. It's got to go. It doesn't belong in the holy temple of God. Let it go. Let it go. Rage, malice, slander, unforgiveness. And filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. Since you've taken off your old self with its practices and have put on, say put on, you have put on the new self. The new self, unblemished, perfect, Holy, set apart, 
in Jesus. That's who he sees when he looks at you. When you look in the mirror, do you see your new self? You should. You should. Put on the new self. And I love this, how it's said in the New Living Translation. Being renewed in the knowledge and in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. But Christ is all and is all. In this culture, they had so many differences that were dividing the believers. We don't have that today. You can fill in the blanks. He's saying none of that matters. Jesus is the unifying component. Verse 12, therefore, because of this, as God's chosen people, holy, set apart, and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Notice it says clothe. That means you have to put them on. If not, you're running around naked in the world. And you're covering yourself with fig leaves to hide the emptiness and rebellion in you. But when you clothe and put on the things of heaven, you now are walking in the newness and the transforming power of Jesus. That is how people know that you are following someone different than the world. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Man, it's so hard. And that's why we need to walk in the power of the Spirit and let go. And over all of these virtues, put on agapeo love and live, excuse me, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts Let it rule and reign. That's called the kingdom of God. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Notice that that is the first entrance of the tabernacle, which is a earthly model of a heavenly design of worship. If you've heard me teach on worship, you hear that over and over again. Now you are living tabernacles. So the first entrance way to approaching Jesus, the risen savior, is by shifting your attitude to thankfulness. You cannot approach God without thankfulness. You can't. Let the message, the gospel 
of Christ dwell in you richly. As you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all, say all, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the Father through him. This, these next couple passages, by the way, don't cringe. These are beautiful passages when we see it in light of the risen Savior. It's, we are all equal in the sight of the Lord. And we all have different roles and gifts. And so this is beautiful even in the family unit of how God designed us to function. Look at this. This is beautiful. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as fitting, not because of who they are or how they lead the family. It's as fitting to Christ, pleasing to him. And if you think that's hard, let's read on. Husbands, love your wives. Love them unconditionally. And do not be harsh with them. They are Christ's precious daughter. Handle with care. You will be accountable to the Lord. Children. We all are children. We all have parents, whether with us or no longer with us. Obey. Obey them. In everything. Well, no, in everything. For this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Fathers, lighten up. Say, I'm proud of you. I'm not talking about being all this feeler and ooey gooey. If that's not you, don't do it, but love them. Moms, this is for you too. Don't be so hard on your kids. Now discipline them. Absolutely. And model the way for them. But breathe life into them. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything. This is a cultural thing back then, okay? But we can relate it to life. Those of you who run a business in the corporate world, your employees, they're not slaves. They're employees, they're people. But how we treat people matters. Do it, not only when their eye is on you <laughs> and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord, whatever you do, say whatever you do, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving and not everyone gets a trophy. Anyone who does wrong will be repaid for the wrongs and there is no favoritism. 
Chapter 4, verse 1, Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair because you know that you, have also, you also have a master in heaven. Devote, say devote, devote your lives to prayer. Devote is a strong word. It is a priority. It is a discipline. It is a desire. It is an elevating this to the highest place of your life. Devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful. Jesus said, no one knows the day or the hour that I am coming and returning, but you must be watchful. For you will see the signs around you pointing to my return. Will you be ready? Good music to read this scripture. Sorry. Devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. And pray for us too. Those laboring in the gospel. That God may open a door for our message so that we proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Now, I'd like to put on the screen those four points again. Look at them. Sear them in your mind. And now what I want to do, instead of teaching on the points, I want the Holy Spirit to teach you through his word. Take a deep sigh but I'm going to read the word again. I want it to be read with your hearts, not your eyes. And I want you to ask this question. Where am I seeing or not seeing this in my life? Because at the end, we're going to do four prayers around these points. And these prayers are going to surround two R words. Repent. That means confess our sins to the Lord. And to receive the forgiveness and the power to move forward in walking in the new and living way of Jesus. Friends, Blanchester would be completely changed for Christ if each and every one of you, even 50% in this building, 50%, walked out and began to live this out. It would change Blanchester. It, it would completely change Blanchester and the surrounding communities. The American way in so many churches, not all, not all, but the American way is let the pastors and leaders do it. That was never Christ's design. Never. You are an overcomer. You are the one with the gospel. 
You are to be a full-time missionary, preacher, teacher of the word of God to others. Here we go. Jesus, transform us. Holy Spirit, just come. Speak to us in a way that does heart surgery, that we leave never the same. I even pray, God, as your word is spoken, that life's sick bodies would be healed. Your word. Your word is living. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And you, Jesus, are the living word. Come and transform us. Come and transform us today. And can we end that prayer by saying, we receive you, Lord Jesus. Ready? We receive you, Lord Jesus. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above. Where Christ is eternally seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And Christ, when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. I cannot wait. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion. It's got to go in the grave. Purity and passion and evil desire and covetousness, what you crave and desire, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. Nothing and no one will stop it. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but... Now, you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. It's got to go. Do not lie to each other. Seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator, Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, Scythian, barbarian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. So put on God as God's chosen ones, holy, set apart, and beloved, put these on. Put them on. Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. Bearing with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against each other, forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven you. So often, you must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Hmm. Lord, let it rule in our hearts to which indeed we were called in one body and be thankful and worship. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You have to let it. You choose. You have to let it. 
admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whatever you do, in words and thoughts and actions, do everything in the name of the highest name, that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him, Wives, love and submit to your husbands as fitting as the Lord. Husbands, love and cherish and treasure and care for your wives. And do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything for it pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are in your earthly masters. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, show that Jesus has changed you. Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward. It's a promise. And all promises of God will never return empty. You are serving the Lord Jesus Christ, for the wrongdoers will be paid back for the wrong he has done. And there is no partiality. Masters, treat your bondservants just and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue steadfastly in prayer. Devote your life to prayer. Being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open um, open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account which I am in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom. Wisdom. Brings us all the way back to chapter one. Walk in wisdom, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious and seasoned with salt. Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Now, can you put those four points back on? And we're going to say a prayer over each one of these. I want to give you 30 seconds. Take an inventory. And here's the thing, you don't have the strength, you don't have the adequacy, you don't have the right words or actions to make this work. You just must say yes to Jesus. Continue to take that dead person inside of you. Every time the sin nature comes up, bury it in the grave. And begin to keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't let anyone slow you down. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Jesus changes everything. He wants to touch you. He wants to be first in your life. I don't know what you've been taught or what you have come to believe, but Jesus wants to bless you. He wants you to have everything for abundant life. 
He wants that for you. Will you just surrender to his will, to his lordship? Stop trying to make up the timing and the expectations. Just receive his love. I think it's fitting since I'm going to uh, begin launching a brand new ministry called Ignite Creative Ministries. I think it's fitting to leave you with a quote from the worship leader that helped transform my life of worship. It's Darlene Check from Hillsong in Australia. And she writes this. I just think it's perfect of putting Colossians 1 through 4 all together. Love God with your whole heart. Refill your life with faith through his word. Revitalize yourself with his friendship through worship. Refuel yourself with his favor through your everyday walk. And then watch out, ECC. And then watch out as the windows of heaven begin to fling open and begin to shine on all that he has called you to do. Receive that today. Receive that today. Prayer number one. Prayer number one. We're going to pray for heavenly focus. And in a reverent manner, whether verbally or internally, you read this. May we offer this prayer to the Lord. Pray for heavenly focus. Let's read it together. Father, we come before you with a desire to set our hearts and minds on things above. Grant us the ability to daily put to death old sinful nature, our gaze on our Savior Jesus and the eternal kingdom of heaven. Number two. We pray for transformation of our lives. Here we go. Father, we humbly ask for your transforming power to saturate and shape our lives to work in and through us. Clothe us with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to transform us from the inside. band you may come up and now we're going to seek the father that his life would dwell in us richly let's read father we pray that your word would dwell richly in us open our hearts to receive your teachings and let them take root deeply within us let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts 
May whatever we do, whether in word or deed, may we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus for your glory. My prayer for this church is this. Prayer is not something we do in ministry. Prayer is not just a work of ministry in our lives. Prayer is the work. Prayer is the work of a ministry. I've gotten this wrong so many times in my life. But I've also gotten it right. And when you get it right, you see prayers answered all over the place. Because God longs to work in and through you as you abide in him. This is the key. This is the key to keeping your life filled with oil. Abide in him. Let's pray this together. Father, we humbly ask for the mindset, desire, and discipline to devote our lives to prayer. Being watchful and thankful, we pray for those who are spreading the gospel of Jesus across the world, even while facing persecution and potential death. Give us that same boldness to proclaim you, Jesus, to the lost around in the way we live our lives. May we make the most of every opportunity. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.